Travis Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We deserve the glory. We deserve the praise. Lord, without you, Lord, we are nothing. Without you, we come, Lord God, humbly bind before you this hour, seeking your face, O oh God, to speak to us. Lord, I've come, O oh God, as a messenger to just speak a word, Father, to somebody this morning who have come to hear from you, Lord. And I pray, O oh God, that you will fill my tongue with the anointing and your power, that I will speak in the power of your might. Lord, I can speak not without you. And I call on you, Lord, to speak through me as your servant. I give you praise, O oh God. Let your fresh anointing fall in this place today, Lord, that you will transform the life of your people. Lord, that you will deliver somebody who been oppressed by the devil for so long in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that your blessing will descend in this meeting. And your name will be praised. Now may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And the people of God say, Amen. 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 God bless you. You might have your seat. Thank you, Praiser. You really helped me to be fully prepared to speak to you this afternoon. I bring you a greeting from uh, Minnesota, where I am uh, present at the church there, Life Community Church. Greet you uh, this morning. I am happy to be here. Uh, better is not better. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to struggle to change this name, right? Harvest is uh, my family also, and my senior brother, Pastor Riggs, and his darling wife, and the rest of the family, we've come a long, long, long way. And I'm just glad. Uh, each time he invited me, I'm sorry last year, I didn't turn out. I had a lot of things crossing my path. I was just about to go and start the church in Minnesota when he invited me, and so that's why I didn't come. But by the grace of God, I will always accept his invitation uh, to come here. Each time I come around, I learn a lot from him. Amen. I'm learning a lot from him. And uh, it's not even by coincidence that our birthday for just within almost the same week. You know, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday on the 22nd, and you won't believe what the revival is going to be like on that day. <laughs> if you're missing it, they don't miss that day. Amen. Yeah, uh, my birthday is going to be on Thursday. Thursday is going to be the 22nd, right? Wednesday, the 22nd? Thursday is the 22nd. Huh? Richard, I don't forget my birthday. <laughs> the 21st is Wednesday, and the revival begins on, on Wednesday, the 21st. So the 21st, don't, don't miss one day said, because the, all the days are very important. And I believe uh, God has prepared this time for, uh, for, just, for all of us to just fellowship together. Amen? And it's no secret what God can do whenever he brings uh, his people together. And I'm glad this morning to be here. I'm going to be starting you all this morning just with a little team and a little word I want to share with you. I pray that God will give us utterance as we speak to you uh, because this week is loaded and God is going to do great things. I want you to turn to somebody and say, get ready. Say, get ready. I can prepare, get ready. Tell them, I can prepare, get ready. Amen. Put your hand together for Jesus. I'd like you to open your Bible to Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23. I love the Proverbs because it's the book of wisdom. So I told all of my children to do their best to read at least one chapter of the Proverbs every day. If they want to do well in school, they should read at least one chapter of the Proverbs every day. So I love the Proverbs. Solomon was a man of wisdom. 
when uh, God asks him, after he gives a dangerous offering to God, God came down in the dream to Solomon one night and said, what can I do for you with the kind of offering you have given? No man have ever surprised me with this kind of offering. I know how many thousands of sheep, you know that. And, and Solomon said, Lord, all I want is just wisdom to lead your people. Those great people that you have put me over, I just want wisdom to lead them. God said, well, because you have not asked for riches or for long life, I'll give you wisdom and I'll give you long life and I'll give you every other thing. Amen. So he wrote some of those wise words in here that I'd like us to start up with. That's not what we're going to, we're going to learn, but uh, that's where we're going to start from today. Chapter 23, verse 7. And I normally love some, somebody having to read so that I wouldn't take out all of your time. So if I get one good reader who will just sit by the micro, uh, behind the, the keyboard and just get one microphone and help me with my reading, that's going to help me. Amen. Oh yeah, you already got it right here, right? For as he thinketh, so I don't need reader. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, said he to thee. But his heart is not with thee. But I'm going to take uh, for our little brief message, I want to take just the A of that text, not B. Amen? That, that text is, is divided into two, right? Two or three. Okay, so we're going to take the first part. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I want to talk today on the topic, I am ready for the fight. Tell me someone, I'm ready, I'm, ready, I'm ready to fight. I am ready for the fight. I am ready for the battle. Now, life is consistent of battle every day and every moment. Every day, even before you go to bed, there's a fight. Some people even struggle to sleep. I've had a lot of people, a pastor that call me and say, Pastor, I can't sleep. I just want you to pray with me so that I will sleep. I can't. I find it difficult to sleep. And sometimes I will pray with them and they say, Wait, take your Bible and just read because I know when you start reading, you're going to sleep. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So when I pray with them, I tell them, say, hey, take your Bible and read. Just read me about three chapters. And when you get through reading the three chapters, call me back and let us talk about it. And <laughs> that will be the end. <laughs> you know, because I know that they're going to sleep. Amen. Yeah, so. Uh, but all of us, even before you go to bed, we battle to sleep. And even to get up in the morning is still a fight. Especially when you are really tired and you hit the bed some morning, it's even difficult to even get out to get ready for, for work. Are you with me? So the battle starts even before going to bed, and when you get up in the morning, it continues. And even to get up in the morning to start your day job instead of fight. But guess what? Most of the fight begins work from the mind. And that's why Solomon is saying, as a man thinker in his heart. So is he. Amen. As a man thinking his heart, so is he. So I know many of you are sitting here right now. You are thinking on several things, even though your friend is sitting right here, but you are thinking right now about your job, how you're gonna to go to work from here, or even how you're gonna get the kids ready for school tomorrow. So many things. There are so many parts right now going on in your mind. Amen. I can just a little bit to talk about fight. I'm ready for the battle. Uh, and I'd like you to go with me back to First Samuel. That's where really I want to go. I want to bring this before I bring the right uh, text. First Samuel chapter 17. That's a guy that will talk about getting ready for the fight when the challenge came to him. First Samuel chapter 17, if you don't mind quickly. First Samuel chapter 17. And I like us to look at verses 32 
Then I said 32, 34 to 37. Amen. Somebody want to read out for me? I will stay just like somebody read out for me. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. A lion and a bear. Saul said, mm. Go and the Lord be with thee. Amen. The words of the Lord. May the Lord bless his word and sanctify it to our house in Jesus' name. So I told you that life consists of battles. And sometimes our front are people who shy away from fighting. And that's why, you know, John the Baptist says, Since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven was suffered violent, and it is the violent that take it by force. I have heard a lot of people who come up with a slogan that say, uh, what for me shall see my face. You ever heard people say that? They say that, right? What for me shall see my face. And I come today to announce to you, to disappoint you, that what for you will never see your face until you fight for it. There are some things in this life that you're never going to have, Pastor, until you fight for it. Because there are some things that even belong to you that the enemy have grabbed hold of it, they are seated upon it, and it is only the violent that is going to get that. So if you just sit down and say, oh yes, you know, uh, what for me, you shall see my face. I'm just going to say bye, you know, God said no. Uh, whatever for me will come for me. You know, experience on some of our Jesse. You're going to be sitting down and keep waiting. And it's never going to come your way. Life is all about fighting. And until we put on our fighting clothes and get ready to battle this life and change our mindset, we are getting nowhere. The mind is one of the places where the battle begins. Every fight you carry in, your mind has to be prepared. Amen. As you think about the battle, even the one before you right now, that's how, you see, the first thing that terrorized those guys in this passage, they were all afraid of Goliath because of what? His height. They were all afraid of him. So they got defeated from their mind. No one has gone to test this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, with all his, 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 his skill of fighting, but just his height alone, Paul feared in there, and they got afraid just by Goliath's height. They got afraid. He was a tallest man. And with all the protective stuff that he had on and all the weapons he had, they got afraid of him also. Every day he came up up the mountain, stood up, and defied the armies of the living God. And all of them ran in the cave each time Goliath came out because no one wanted to accept the challenge. Even though they've been trained to fight. They've been trained for warfare. 
Sometimes you can be well free and stay afraid in this life. So with all the time you've been taught about faith, with all the time you've been taught about, about moving forward and, and taking territory in this area, sometimes just the, the news around frightening you and you're wondering, well, should I take the fight? Should I go ahead? Should I take this step? Should I make up my mind this way and what have you? But life, until you take a step to fight, you get nothing. So David said, I'm ready for the fight. I'm ready for the battle. How prepared are you for life battle? I come to announce to you that life is getting challenging day by day. And I know that you experience what we experienced back there. No, you no longer have dollars stood around. You, do, you, do you still have dollars stood around here? You still have dollars stood around here? That you pay dollar for stock? Oh, that's what I want to know. What do you still got dollar store when you go and pay dollar stuff? They still got a sound rating there, dollar, right? But now it's more than that. And so the battle continues, and you just think that, that, that that's just all. But there's still more ahead. And until you made around and prepare that life is never going to be like yesterday, it's going to get tougher and harder day by day, you are still going to be left behind. So David, the Philistines and the Israelites, they are two Arabs. They're always at war at each other. And in this time, one man came out and said, hey, the whole army ain't got to come against us. Just choose one man and we will choose one person to fight. And if you kill me, my people become what? Your servant. And if I kill your man, and then all of you become slave to us. And the Israelites were afraid. Each time, Goliath came out. Everybody ran in the cave. And one day, David father sent him on the battlefront with some bread and honey and stuff to his brethren to just see how they're doing, whether they are safe and, 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 and how the battle going. And David was not enlisted in the army. He's been taking care of the sheep all along. And no one saw him, all the testimony that he's giving. The Bible says he got there, and after delivering the bread and the honey to his brother, he stayed standing by, and he tried to be a little poke nosey, right? And he got around and saw this guy come out, Goliath, and he's insulting all of those men, all of those men that David saw as general, as lieutenant, as captain, and with all the different titles. You know, that's why when Pastor was calling all the titles, I was standing by the laughing because I don't really go for title. I've gone places people try to introduce me. Oh, Pastor, how can we introduce you? And I said, Well, what do you know me? Jesus told the disciple, He said, Who do men say I am? And they said, Oh, yeah, some say you are Elijah, some say you are this, you are that. And he said, And who do you say I am? And Peter said, Well, that our, the Christ. So I, I, there's nothing wrong with title. Don't get me wrong, right? So I often call him Reverend Father, Reverend Dieter, and he said he don't like the title. So, but I stay confident on him. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so all the generals are on the front with all the titles, five-star, four-star, three-star, two-star generals. All of them were hiding in the cave. Whenever Goliath came up, it seems that they were even trying to, to get off the, 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 the lorry on their, on, their, on their badges so that they wouldn't be recognized as the general standing by when the guy came out to insult them. They were not prepared for such battle. Even though they've been through all this while. Amen, somebody. Are you following me today? David got there and he saw opportunity. Whenever things get tough, you should see opportunity in difficult times. Are you following me? Whenever things get tough, you should what? Seek opportunity in that difficulties or in that difficult times in your life. So David knew that this was a golden opportunity for me. They saw problem. They saw insult. They saw challenges. But David saw with different perspective. His mind was just different from all of those guys. David saw opportunity with that problem of Goliath insult. 
And he turned around and said, what, what will be done for the man who will fight this guy? And probably one of the corporal or one of the private or one of the captain king. And so my picking, you know, the king said, whoever killed this guy, we, we marry the king's daughter and his parents will be exempted from paying taxes. David said, what? Just like David coming to a taxi and he said, well, uh, David, when you win this battle, you know, uh, you're going to be exempted from paying taxes. You and your parents, you're not going to pay taxes again. So all the, all the little double-double, you do everything just throwing in your account. Uh, no, yeah, no more taxes. It's just coming. I think that's the meeting I really caught David had. Not so much of being the king's son-in-law. So the taxes was the one I really caught his heart, pastor. David said, what? What am I hearing? And then his brother came around the son and said, oh yeah, oh, poking nose, what are you doing here? And sometimes you'll be doing the right thing and people who think that you don't belong in that area we, 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 we want to insult you and get you out. So David brothers come and say, what are you doing here? The same thing we told you from the house. You took poking nook and you, the, you, you don't put the same thing on the bottom. Get out of here! And David is saying, that bad I do it again, just to kind of ask the question. <laughs> Amen. David is saying, that bad I do it again, just to ask the question. But he didn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. David went again on the other side when his brethren was not looking and he went again to inquire for another soldier. What would be done? David want to make sure that he get this thing straight. That it's not just something that one person telling. He want to get his story straight. What would be done for the man that killed that man? They say, oh, my picky, you just come here. Who are you? Whoever killed that man will be the king's son-in-law and his, he and his parents will be exempted from paying taxes, David. David said, what? You'll take me to Saul. You'll take me to Saul. And they told him was joke. I believe even when his brother came back there, he was saying, oh, this first game, you're getting out of here. But David said, I'm not going nowhere. And probably the battle commander saw him and said, well, we're not going to take anything. We want anybody right now will take this sheep. For us. So, send the picking say, he won't can't try it. Let's take him to the king. <laughs> you can never tell. But the picking was ready for the fight. And the Bible said they took him to, to King Saul. And, 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 and the previous lesson before getting to that point, the Bible said when Saul saw him, Saul despised him because of his age and his height, knowing that when this man is a little boy, he has not even been enlisted into Israel's army. He's not even known for anything. Now he's going to stay before someone who fought for his youth up to the age that Goliath was. And Saul is saying, You're just a little boy. You're a handsome little boy. You don't even look like a soldier. So what do you want to kill yourself, my picking? And David had to open his CV and did his interview at the same time. David is saying, I want you to understand, my king, you are serving me. I was in the field taking care of my father's sheep and the lion came and took one of my father's sheep and because I knew that I would be accountable even if one is got messy, I have to run after the, after the lion, fight the lion, and rescue the sheep, and kill the lion with my hand. And nobody was there to clap for me. And not only that, my king, the bear also came and grabbed one of the one of the ears of the sheep, and I ran after it, grabbed it by my hand, killed it, and rescued the sheep. And that on second side Philistine will be one of them. Oh my God. Now, there are some fighting men fighting in your secret, sharing tears. Nobody sees you to celebrate you. Nobody even knows how strong you are. But God is preparing you for the real battle. God is preparing you for a battle that will lift you up. God is preparing you for a fight that will showcase you. A fight that will give you some glory moment, a glory opportunity in this life. You are fighting some battle right now that nobody knows. And sometimes even when you dress, you come out and people try to laugh at you. They don't know the battle you're going through through your mind. They don't know that you're depressed. 
They don't know all that you're going through. But don't give up the fight. So David fought when no man saw him and clapped for him. The Bible said David alone was, can, can you imagine? David was not even fighting to save human beings. He was fighting to save the life of a sheep because he was accountable to his father even if he had lost one. So he had to take risks to fight a lion. I don't know what you know, what you really know, the, the strength of a lion. He's the king of the jungle. And you also know about the, the bear, you know the paws of a bear. You know, I was telling a story the other day to some group of people. Uh, I, was, uh, I spent one year in Nikrutan. How many of you know Nikrutan in Liberia? They love, I love their traditional way of crying when somebody dies. They come from the hospital, this person died, the house is right behind the house I live in. And they won't cry out in the car. They get out of the car and they get close to the house, maybe about, about just about 20 or 25 steps away from the house. Then all of them group and they start crying. You know, they, they know, you know how they dramatize the crowd, right? You know, they're going crying, you know, and then, you know, singing their dad. And immediately they got before, uh, the house before the house are residing, this, job, this, this dog jumped out of the house. Right before they begin barking, and all of them scatter and ran for their life. And the whole crying stopped. We forgot about the morning and started laughing at the people. <laughs> Just the dog! One dog jumped in front of those people. There were more than 20. And all of them ran to scatter for life because a, a dog, a dog, not a lion, a dog jumped before them. And all of them ran for life. And now just imagine, David is not talking about a dog. David is talking about a lion. The king of the jungle jumped before him, not pursued him, but took one of the sheep. And instead of running for his life, he's running after the lion to rescue the sheep. David has a great testimony to convince Saul that, hey, I'm prepared. I'm not just going in my own name, but I'm going in the name of the Most High God. I want you to understand that the same God who gave me victory over the lion and the bear, that same God is within me, and so I am ready for the fight. You've been defeated so long because you've been fighting your own strength. You have used your own knowledge, your own intellect, and your connection to do all the battle. That's why you fail. And that's why you stay where you are. But today, God sent me this morning to just let you know that if you are getting ready for this fight, where do you depend? What is your weapon? Who do you depend on? How are you going to fight? So David knew, now, when you get in such a fight, many of times we forget about what God did yesterday. What God did while you are in Africa, wherever you come from, or whatever you went through last year, even if you have not been to Africa. But what God did yesterday is enough to convince you that you can defeat the forces of darkness that are before you right now. So David had to remember that the testimony of yesteryear or yesterday or yesterday or yesterday to convince Saul that hey, God who gave me the strength to kill the lion with a hand without sword or without a, a javelin or without a spear, that same God is still alive who will give me the strength to kill this uncircumcised Philistine. Let no man have fear him because of this uncircumcised Philistine. When David got done with his testimony, brothers and sisters, Saul had no altar but to let the young man go. Saul said, What? The Lord what? The Lord what? The Lord be with you. That's another part there. Before you go in a fight, get a blessing from your father. And that's why sometimes you just need to call your pastor. Hey, I'm going through some stuff. I just need your prayer. David wanted Saul's approval. So he kind of go first with Saul for Saul's approval. As David was stood right there and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to challenge this guy. I'm ready for the battle. Let me start fighting. 
But no, David have to first get the general that will take him back to town in the city to King Saul and say, hey Saul, we found a man who is ready to represent Israel in this fight. We got a man who is ready to uh, face the challenge of Goliath. So uh, uh, can you give him a permission? And, and then Saul is trying to despise the guy because he's not enlisted in the army and with his age and how handsome he is and all of this stuff. So David have convinced him already of the testimony yesterday that the same God who gave him the strength, that same God is still with him today. Um, you see, when you forget about yesterday's testimony, you despise God. And that's what happened to the people of Israel, Pastor. That's how many of them who came out of, almost all of them who came out of Egypt, above 20 or 21 years, they all died in the wilderness because of disbelief. When you forget about what God did for you in Egypt, how he passed you through the Red Sea, how he fooled you in the air, bringing you to, down to uh, this place in Taxi, you call Taxi today. And you still forget about all the miracles that God did in your life just because of the challenge that is before you today. You despise God and, and you forget all of his miracles. You've been through worse than the one you're going through right now. And you just got to think like David and say, hey, the same God who gave me the power to kill the lion, the same God who gave me the power to kill the bear, that same God is still with me. He's not sleeping. I just got to pray that God, the Holy Spirit, that live in the inside of me, will bounce out and give me strength to overcome those enemies. And the Bible says, David and Goliath got into the battle of the rain. But before they got there, Saul said, well, I'll give you my bulletproof jacket. And David didn't say no. They put it on him, and he couldn't even lift on his feet. And David said, no, I can't carry this. They gave him the, 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 the long beam of uh, uh, javelin or so. David said, I can't even lift it up before you say, well, striking it. You know, I'm not used to this. And Saul said, but what are you going to fight that guy with? David said, I'm used to the, the little muscle arm stuff on me and, and the little short trouser and the little sling that I've used always to fight those uh, 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 creatures that came uh, uh, across me on the feet. So uh, I got a weapon already to use on the front. And they were still amazed to know, what, what is what is Labor doing? He's not even going with no protective jacket, no bulletproof jacket, no, no hairman. There's no... Now Paul talked about all of those things and in the preparation of the battle. He talked about the hairman of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the bed of truth, and what? The shoe of what? Praise the Lord. And all of those weapons, not weapons, all of those, all of those preparations today, we need it if we are getting ready for the fight. Don't go into a fight if you don't have the hammer of salvation, you don't say there's a demonic battle that you cannot fight if you're not saved. Amen. If you're not righteous, also you don't have the breastplate of righteousness, there's just some fight you can't get into. But David was confident that you are saved, he was righteous, he was truthful, and he was well prepared for this battle. That's why David first referred the glory to God. The same God who gave me the power to kill the lion. The same God who gave me the power to kill the bear. David did not just rely on his karate expert that he went to karate school and learned all of those stuff or went to West Point or, or wherever to learn. No, David knew that his strength came from Yahweh. Amen, somebody. They got on the front before I close. And Saul and David are there exchanging words. Now you got to understand that, that your word is also weapon, right? Proverbs 18.21 says what? Life and death are what? In the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. And that's why you got to be careful when you're fighting with your mouth. So Goliath and David, they are exchanging words. 
with their mouth. And Goliath is saying, Am I a dog that you have come against me with a spleen and what have you? I will kill you and give your body to the birds of the feet. And David didn't allow those words to stick on him. David said, Well, you are truly a dog. Today the Lord will deliver you in my hand. And I will kill you and I will give your body to the birds of the feet. So David was the last to speak the word back against uh, Goliath. And in no time, David didn't wait. And just one thing also in the fight, Pastor. Whenever you get in a fight with the enemy, I learn learning about fighting. They'll tell you that well, don't let your enemy hit you first. Always be on the offensive. And don't be on the defensive and waiting to, 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 to see the strength of your opponent. So David had to strike first to hit uh, Goliath. So David didn't wait for Goliath to strike at him first. I want you to understand the battle you are facing with right now. You got to keep hitting. And don't wait for the devil to hit you first. Amen. If you are in a battle right now, you got to start hitting the devil with all your misa. If you can pray in tongue, pray in tongue. If you can sow some dignity, sow the seed. If you can, you can sing and praise and worship. Because Paul and Sarah use praise and worship as well as weapon. Whatever weapon you are using this day in the fight, use it very well. David didn't wait for Goliath to take his sword or his javelin or whatever spear to throw at him. Immediately, David ended the word that today the Lord will give me power. The Lord whose army you are defied will give me the power to kill you and I will give your body to the birds of the, of the air and the, and the beasts of the field. In no time, David was already laying by with a with sling and he landed the rock and that rock saw nowhere to go but straight to just the little open place because Goliath had a fortified, you know, a, a protective gear on. But that, that rock, because the Holy Spirit was guarding that rock. The Spirit of God was guarding that rock to go exactly to where God would take the glory. No matter how little your weapon is, all you need is God backing you up in the fight. David took that little rock, five small stones, and he didn't have to use all five. He would have used one for that Goliath. I want you to understand no matter what you're going through right now, there's just a little strategy that God, the Holy Spirit, is bringing into your mind that He wants you to use this season in order to defeat that forces or those forces of darkness that are before you this season. David took that little rock, and you know the rest of it is a history. The last part of it, when Goliath dropped, David was getting a friend and said, Probably he's just joking, or He's, he's trying to tell me to get to let me get some some men and know you're coming and, and the guy have already dropped. Let's go in the valley and climb the mountain to get there to Goliath. You know, I, I stole him with a rock and he dropped. But David didn't take any man. David was a brave little boy. The Bible said when Goliath dropped, David ran down the valley because there was a valley between them. You know that? He ran down the valley, climbed the mountain, went and stood over Goliath, took out Goliath, Uswa, cut off his throat, and laid his hair on the platter and lifted it up. And when the Israelite army saw it, they all rejoiced and celebrated David. They went after him and told him on their shoulder. And the Bible said the women sang the song. Saul have killed thousands, but David have killed tens of thousands. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody celebrates you until you kill that Goliath. Nobody celebrates you until you kill a Goliath. What are you thinking about this season? As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. David won the battle in his mind. David knew I'm not just anybody. I'm not just everybody. I don't have to dress like them. I don't have to talk like them. Because my perception about life is quite different from those guys out there. You got people today who mind is quite different even though we come to church every Sunday and go back. 
but wait after service and then you get back there and see the dress code the way that's who they are the music they play that's who they are the places they go that's who they are it's not just about wearing on nice clothes and come to church the battle begins with your mind when the prayer pressure strike and you see all your friends are dancing buka and you say oh I, I, I just left praise and worship I wonder I can dance buka <laughs> I saw on Facebook some pastor dancing buka <laughs> on the party I said oh my god the pastor and the pastor are dancing buka <laughs> and I'm wondering oh my god they don't know about spiritual warfare they don't know that music is also a weapon they don't know that the devil also used music to fight his war. I'm very careful what enter my ear when it comes to music. I don't just tap my toes on my feet to every music. I don't dance to every music. And there are people going through battle. I'm going to talk about one of my daughters. I'm sure she's not watching me. I saw her the other day on Facebook. And she had a picture that she was completely naked. On the beach. You know what I'm talking about. And in less than 30 minutes, she have had over 150 people like it. Oh, is that such a body for me? Oh, you look cute. Oh, you look beautiful. Oh, you look good. Including pastors and pastors while were making those silly comments on that photo. I knew that girl was going through some stuff. I inboxed her pastor. And I said, hey, what's up, girl? I haven't talked to you a long time. I saw a photo. I know you. That's not you. I just want you to know that I'm part of your life for the rest of life. And I want you to take that photo down if I'm part of you for the rest of your life. All those people that are commenting there, they don't love you. You've just seen some of your enemies. All those that say you look good, you look sexy, they will never naked themselves and put those kind of photo up. It is yours! And these are some of the social battles that you go through out there. You want people to just like you. So you want to please her. You are people pleaser and not God pleaser. You rather please people than pleasing God. That's the battle we are faced with today as a church pastor. People want to please men and not God. So even your dress code, you don't dress to please God. You dress to please. You want acceptance. Because you don't even know how much you have. It's time of your mind. If you don't know how much you have, you don't know who you are, then you are seeking acceptance just from anyone that will accept you. So any little nonsense that people do, you see everybody, oh yes, you look good, you look good, you like this. But ladies and gentlemen, we are at a place where the battle is getting serious than never before. And if you are a real believer that I know you to be, it is about time that you begin to think like believers. It is about time that you begin to think like your pastor and your leaders. It is about time that you think like Christ Jesus. The same man we shall see Christ Jesus. I pray that that same man will be in you handful and that you will think like Christ, live like Christ, dress like Christ, walk like Christ, and live and sing like Christ. May the Lord bless you today. I am ready for the fight. And I don't know how prepared you are, but I am ready for the battle of life. There are so many battles that life is going to bring our way. But I am ready. And to be ready, you need to put on the full armor of God. I pray that we continue next week. Not next week, this week. On Wednesday. God bless you. I'd like us to rise up to our feet. I am ready for the battle.